It's time for Cubicle Insanity. I've got Kim here with me and I'm Tammy. We're back together again to talk a little bit about that which we love, corporate America, or really any cubicle across the globe. Our podcast is a discussion about the real insanity from the cubicles and workplaces, from leadership and leaders to experiences with life in the cubicles. Let's get started with our latest cubicle insanity. Let's get into it. Okay, so uh, Kim, I think we're uh, we going to attack a few uh, questions. A few questions from the interwebs, from, from, the in our, from our listeners. That's right. Let's... Uh, good, good, good. Let's see what they have to say. Should we... Uh, all right. You want Should me we to... alternate? Yeah, we can. All right. You go okay. first. All right. Uh, let's see. First question. I listened to episode 22, self-promotion. I, too, mm. feel like I'm crushing it, and I see my colleagues just mailing it in. Yet they seem to continue to get bigger raises or opportunities. You all said that you were going to read another book on how to self-promote. Have you done that? Any tips? What episode will it be? How, uh, what episode will you discuss how to self-promote? Please help. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, we need help, too. So, uh, Kim, it's a real thing I'm carrying around in my purse. Yep, I see it. It uh, is real. I just pulled it out of my purse. It's called Promote. Uh, it's Who Knows What You Know That Makes a Career by Rick Gillis. Um, so, uh, gosh, you know, maybe uh, next week we can uh, chat about it and have it in a upcoming episode good stuff so there's going to be i think some good tips in there okay um and i i know that uh we both have uh searched out on the youtube and and whatnot to see yeah. uh what other tips we can find so all right hopefully not only will we have help for you listener we'll have help for us <laughs> yeah so well, i would say what in the next couple of episodes yeah we'll... and uh we'll be hearing back on uh, we both have a little bit of uh, some experiments going on yes, as well we do. Uh, that we had talked about before. Um, so you're going to be attempting, uh, I shouldn't probably call it a status report, but a, a promotion report. <laughs> right, a self-promotion <laughs> report. How I'm adding value to the company every day. And I'm going to do that on a weekly basis. Yeah. In case you didn't catch episode, what, 24. Um, in... And I'm also going to throw a little shade to the boss, but any on the side. But uh, but yeah, the experiment is will I will be uh, doing a weekly. I'm going to do a weekly summary, truly of what value I've added. It it will have accomplishments, like the list. But then I'll yeah. kind of show how I'm adding how how it added value to the company. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see how that goes. So I'm going to. It's a little bit of self promotion. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because you know what, um, as we had uh, learned uh, from the articles that we had taken a look at, I mean, your boss can't possibly know everything you're doing, everything yeah. all the people on the team are doing, right. and do their job and all on top of it. So um, we're calling it self-promotion, but I mean, it's just really, um, uh, and I, I got this from the, the book, but it's really your, your duties or your responsibility as part of your job. To make sure that um, those around you, your boss, your teammates, and whatnot, you know, understand what you're doing. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, question two, Kim. Um, your episode on wasting time 
which was hilarious. Um, wasting time at work was funny and shocking about the amount of time that is wasted. One of the ways you stated was wasting time was doing the brackets for March Madness, which we're currently in. Um, is it wasting time if my boss has the whole team fill out bra- fill out brackets as a team building activity? Kim. Uh, no, I think if it's a team building activity, no. Um, okay. If it's, again, if it's done as a team building, I think if you're, but again, it's about building trust and rapport. So if you're doing it individually and then you're talking to a buddy at work or a colleague or whatever, it's building that rapport, right? Which we've talked about. Yeah. So it's mm, it's one of those that kind of makes you scratch your head and go, hmm. Uh, I would say it's a uh, wasting t- it's a waste of time if your bracket busted on the first <laughs> night. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a waste of time, and most everybody's did this yeah. year. Uh, but aside from that, I, you know, I don't think it, it really is a waste of time. And and quite frankly, I think some of the examples we cited. Yes, it could be perceived as wasting time if it's excessive, right? Mm-hmm. Everything If it's done in moderation, like, okay, you fill out a bracket, you're chatting to your cube mate with it for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And like we've talked about, we need that mental break every so often. Agreed. So that we can be more productive. So I don't think it is. Yeah. Okay, well, what do you think about if, uh, if there's just a... A pool, is that what you call it? There's a, a pool, a, a league, I don't know what mm-hmm. you call that thing, um, that somebody starts at work and, it, you know, a bunch of the co-workers are participating in this. Um, if there's money involved, I say absolutely not because it is probably against company policy to be gambling on company <laughs> property and company time. That's just the compliance piece of it. Okay, but no money. Just, no money. Uh, again, if it's... For fun. If it's... Um, Again, if it's done as a team building, a way to build team spirit, mm-hmm. people to get to know each other, friendly competition once in a while for morale boosting, no, I don't, I don't really think it is. Okay, good, because I'm participating. No, I've seen some <laughs> team building activities that's been a waste of time. That's Oh my gosh, no doubt. <laughs> but um, no, I don't think, again, I, mean, I think it's done in the with the right intent and the right spirit of it. Mm-hmm. It's not illegal, immoral, unethical. I don't, yeah. I don't think so. Don't and, think, and a little rah-rah. I don't think there's any issue. So. Um. Okay. Next question. Kim, your turn. Oh. Uh, pay attention. Uh, see, every day my supervisor tells me to stop chatting and get back to work. Can he do that? Yes. Be quiet. Get back to work. Uh, Duh. No. Um, oddly, you know what? This is a funny one because, you know, I think it, it too depends on culture of the company. You know, how yeah. much chatting and whatnot is yeah. allowed. Um, but um, as you pointed out, if it's excessive, just stay in moderation. Watch the curbs. Yeah, I I think, you know, if you're a constant chatterbox and you're distracting and you're out walking about and chatting with everybody, yeah, your boss should tell you to, hey, Susie Q, Billy, go sit down, be quiet, get 
head down, pencil moving, get focused. <laughs> but if it's the occasional, like if it's, you know, say lunchtime and you're sitting there chit and chatting with each other, no, I mean, it's lunchtime, you're... Yeah. In, in, in I, so I think as managers, you got to be careful, right? Because I'll use the example of lunchtime. If you're sitting at your desk at your lunchtime, maybe you've had just a simple sandwich or whatever, but you're you are just kind of sitting there. And let's let's say you take Joey thirty minutes for your lunch, right? Maybe you eat your sandwich in, you know, five, ten minutes, whatever. But then the next twenty minutes you're just sitting there chit chatting and the boss comes by and sees it. Yeah, they're gonna have an opinion, right? Bosses, be careful. Think before you act. Because if they were sitting in the cafeteria, then all of a sudden it's a different perception, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just be thoughtful. Get the facts. Make sure you understand if they're at lunch or now if they're sitting there all day in the same <laughs> same positions, <laughs> chit uh, Yeah. Be concerned. Um, yeah. And if Your you're thoughts? chatting about work, yep. I mean, make that known. But, you know, in this world of cubicles, in the cubicle insanity that exists out in the world, everybody can hear <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. They can hear if there's whispering, so maybe they don't hear the words or whatever. So be um, uh, conscientious in the world of the cubicles as well. Yeah. So, you know, um, if you want to have to, if you have to have a little chat, maybe a little rant or a little, um, you know, therapy with a work pal. Maybe walk to, you know, uh, the cafeteria or take a walk around the building, right. uh, you know, outside the building or something like that, just to, you know, be able to get that out. Yeah. Have that quick discussion, you know, and then and then get back. But then at the same time, you're not disturbing neighbors. Right. Well, the other thing you could do is use your instant messaging and just rant to your colleagues <laughs> and your boss is just hearing you clicking away yeah, on the typing so fast. Oh my gosh, they're really cranking out the work. <laughs> Great job, people. Okay, once Great again, job. managers, be thoughtful. Think before you act. Because maybe they're not just cranking out work as they're feverishly typing. <laughs> <laughs> they're really ranting about you at Jack Wagon. Uh, they probably secretly know, don't they? Yep. Yep. All um, right. Next question. Okay, next question. Um, I told my boss I was pregnant. She said, you did that on purpose. How should I have responded? You did that on purpose? <laughs> um, well, kind of. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let's see. How do you respond to that? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I probably would have come up with some smart aleck remark like, uh, I don't know, I, you know. I'm tired of working for you. I need to work. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some, something. Uh, how do you respond to that? I, I, I think you just kind of look at your boss and... Just say I I don't I I'm, I don't know. I think that you don't respond to it. I think you just continue with. Um, so I'm going to go talk yeah. with HR to get my paperwork. Yeah. I'm going to take the next steps to prepare for this. We probably should sit down and um, at some point. Um, so I'm assuming this is far enough along. You know, right. we should sit down at some point to make plans for when I'll be out. How you want to handle that? Yeah. Yep. 
wonder how the, uh, well, I think we know how the person responded. Um, yes. Um, according to uh, the email, um, <laughs> she said, well, actually, I was just feeling awfully bloated because my spouse and I love refried beans, and I thought I just had a bad case of gas. <laughs> and then she walked away and went, why did I say that? Why, yeah. did, I, why did I give that much information? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think sometimes not responding is the right response. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yes. Because, I mean, what could you possibly say? Like, boss lady, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, no matter how you respond in in some way of shock, I think you just, well, like we've talked about before, you take the high road, answer it, keep factual, just have your plan. Mm -hmm. Ignore the stupid boss mm -hmm. with taking the high road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. We're really excited, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Next question. Ladies, I need help getting out of the oh. cubes. I've talked to my boss and HR numerous times about growing my career and wanting to get promoted. The conversation always comes back to my performance. I keep trying to change the subject to discuss when I'll get promoted again back to performance. How can I control the conversation and keep them focused on my promotion, not my performance? Okay, so Kim, I'm having a hard time distinguishing because I think they're related. I think they're sort of. Unless I'm not following here. I s One in the same? or Yes. Yep. So I think the discussion has to start with performance. And if they're sort of avoiding the promotion discussion, then I think the question becomes, okay, so in, in my performance or in my goals over the course of the next year, what are those things I need to do to be considered for a promotion? Mm -hmm. So it is, a, am, I re, am I understanding that? Yeah, that's I how I think about this. I would think they do go hand in hand. Um, you know, what is it? Hey boss, hey HR, what is it I need to do performance wise? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What about behaviors, skills, yeah, skills training? training mm -hmm. What development? What am I lacking? Where are my gaps? But I also think, you know, I would say on this person's question is you got to be a little self reflective as well. Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. Kind of know what your gaps are. Come in with a plan. Hey, boss, I wanna, I wanna talk to you about getting to that next level. Here's where I think my gaps are. Here's mm -hmm. what I think I need to do. What do you think? But I also think you got to be careful that it's not just a checklist. When you go into the boss, like, hey, you know, and go in with your plan. Here's what I think my gaps are. And then at the end of the year, okay, boss, hey, I did everything on my list. Now I'm up for promotion. Mm -hmm. Make sure it's not a just a checklist, check it and go. Mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes it is just a little bit of that. But I think you have to just not do only those things, but continue, do above and beyond and, and um, do multiple things like that. So if they say, hey, you need to deliver, you know, $5 million in deflation this year. Okay. I can, you know, I can figure out how to f deliver $5 million in deflation, but I'm going to see if I can't do six, mm -hmm. you know, give yourself that stretch. So your boss doesn't see it just as a check. They're like, okay, you know, we hey, don't do this. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Because I think that that's, you know, if I think about an employee coming into me, okay, I've done these five things, now I'm ready to be promoted. It Maybe you're more ready. Are you all the way ready? Yeah. It, and it, I wouldn't say you always have to be 100% ready for that promotion, right? You got to take... It depends your culture. Yeah, that's Sometimes true. Sometimes you have to do the job before they'll promote you. Yeah, that's true. Other times they'll, yeah. you know, kind of give you the benefit of the doubt. Right. That you'll actually grow into yeah. it. I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, take charge and take that o- take ownership. Yep. Extreme ownership. Extreme ownership. If you will, uh, for episode nineteen. Nineteen. Um, take take the ownership of it. Go after it, without being asked, without being told. What do you need to do? Show that you want to take that initiative and that you have that drive. That shows your manager. It shows your leadership. That, that you're in it and you really do want to do that. So I would say, do that. Once you have the conversation, understand what does what did what would a promotion look like? What do I need? What do I need to do to get there? Um, don't wait for your annual review. Yeah. Again, take charge. Be in there quarterly. Be in there, you know, on whatever the right cadence is. But go in and check back in and say, okay, um, it's a little bit of self promotion. Yep. Um. Here's, you know, here's all, you know, the, the value I've done. Here's the great strides I've made, uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to check in with you because I know that I had talked to you about, you know, potentially, uh, you know, what it would be to, to get a promotion or to be at that next level. And, you know, show um, in action and check back in that you're committed um, to that to that whole, uh, yeah. you know, thing yourself. Right. You know, don't wait for them to do it for you. Right. And to your point, you got to make sure you demonstrate that you're adding value, mm-hmm. right? Because the higher up you prom- you're promoted, you become more and more overhead. Yeah. Right. So how do you add value as you become more and more overhead and less and less tactical? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um. Okay. okay. How, one more. Go. We got time. Yep. Okay. One more. Last question. So, Kim, recently I was fired from my job after 27 years with the company. And I sort of feel like my boss had it in for me. My boss knew I was married. I had pictures of my wife on my desk. I introduced my wife to the boss. And I feel like things changed with my boss when I stopped taking my wife to work events and started bringing my girlfriend. Mm. (laughs) Okay. It goes on. At first, my boss thought I had gotten a divorce. I haven't. It's against my religion. Okay. My boss had been asking a lot of questions about my expense reports. I admit there were a few expenses that could have been questionable since I didn't submit my receipts. My boss said I was being fired for falsifying my expense report as a work event. I submitted an expense report for three days at a hotel and there were food and drink receipts as well. My girlfriend was with me. She signed for our drinks and food that we had by the pool for two of the three days. Do you think I should have been fired? A lot of detail here. Yeah, there's a whole lot of hot mess in that whole situation. Uh, my instant reaction yes. is yes. Yes, if you're submitting three days of expense reports 
and two of them are poolside with the girlfriend. And she's signing for the receipts on the company credit card. Yeah, I think that's a little bit of an issue. Yeah, I'm wondering if, I mean, are we missing something? So when you go on a, uh, you have to travel for work. Yep. Um, yes, I mean, of course, you know, there's the hotel. There's going to be, like, food and drink. And typically there's um, travel and expense policies that will tell you what's allotted, you know, mm-hmm. per day to yeah. that the company will cover. Um, and, I mean, oftentimes they'll even say, like, if it's less than X amount of dollars, you don't need a receipt. You know, right. is it $20 and over right. $20 or something? You know, you yeah. need a receipt. You know, something like this. So, I, I mean, I kind of feel like, I mean, are, what's the full story I, um, on this whole thing? If you are at the hotel for a conference, let's say. Yeah. I mean, yes, you're going to be there and, and your work will pay for your hotel. So if your girlfriend comes along, fine. I mean, you still need to attend to your work right. requirements. You know, right. if you're there for meetings, you're there for a conference, you're there for, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. could it be that you ate poolside? Yeah, I mean, that could be completely valid, you know. We had meetings at this point. We had a break in the day. I needed lunch. Yeah. I ate at the pool. Right. So, I mean, there, it could be, all of this could be valid. Where, uh, to me, it gets a little questionable. Like, why is the girlfriend signing? So, and is her meals included? Because those shouldn't be charged. Right. Yep. In. So, should you be fired? Well, I mean, if you... Uh, did not comply with the travel expense policy. It probably says in there that up to and including termination, right, may yeah. happen. Yep. If you don't abide by the policy. Yeah, so. most most TNL policies do have that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, I yeah I think there's bits and pieces missing here, but I I would tend to agree with you. Like if if you submitted the expense reports for you and your girlfriend. Um, yeah, that's probably against company policy without knowing the policy. Yeah. Um, you're right. I think if you're, you know, at a hotel, yeah, you depending upon where, right, you could be poolside to have mm-hmm. a dinner or whatever. Um, so the thing, can I just ask a couple of questions about this? So a couple of things that are confusing to me. Um, how do you know that? I mean, how did, so how would somebody know, how would the manager know, how would the boss know that this was poolside? Buy from the receipts. But it would just be the name of the restaurant. Poolside Cafe. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? A poolside cafe could be poolside bar. An indoor thing, you know what I mean? Like, right, but haven't how you, would how have, would you know by the name? Haven't you been to like a hotel and been like at a like a a bar and it's sometimes it says like poolside bar? Okay, well, first of all, I can neither confirm nor deny because I don't think I've ever looked at a receipt that close because I would be charging in whatever I was doing well, at the right, poolside bar. Right. But so I don't know what it says on there. But typically, it has a name. It's not called poolside bar. It's like whatever the name of the restaurant is. Like, the, those bars at the pool have a name. Like, I'm picturing, you know, uh, I think the last time I, time I was at a poolside bar, I was in Vegas, and the bar had a name. It wasn't called Poolside Bar. It had the name. 
So how did they know this was a poolside bar? Second question, when you submit your receipts, it doesn't have to have your signature on it. Mm-hmm. So why would you submit a receipt with your girlfriend's signature? Mm-hmm. But why are you submitting a receipt with a signature? Yeah. Am I crazy? So no. just a couple of weird things. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe, well, yeah, I, I think, so I think the person, you know, is ethically questionable anyway. If says, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, hey, I'm married, against my religion to get a divorce, but I've got a girlfriend. I mean, okay, there's all kinds of things. Hey, there's open relationships. It's my judgment that he's ethically questionable. Get all that. You know, come clean with your boss then. If your boss is thinking you got divorced, hey, no, we're we're separated, living our separate lives, whatever it might be. Um, so I think the boss probably had some ethical questions based upon their morals. Mm, I see where you're going with that. I was thinking, like, why did we get all this background information? But I see where you're going with the this employee is thinking that because of all of this, the boss yeah. is because already. of this girlfriend situation is looking for something suspect already mm-hmm. and questioning his ethics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I read into this a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. I, um, yeah, that would, I mean, questionable on the, on the boss's part, if that's true, but yeah, it's sort of, even without any of that, it sounds to me like there's some iffiness with the expense situation. Yeah. So yeah. the question here was, do you think I should have been fired? Okay, hard to say without knowing the details. Right. But it seems like there's enough things pointing towards if you're an employee, you have to abide by the policy. Right. Yep. And most policies at the end will say up to and including termination. So. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, okay, that was a fun one. Okay. So, Tammy, I think uh, we've answered all of our uh, questions from our listeners. Thank you for the questions. Uh, Should we state the obvious? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, you know, a, a couple of things about the self-promotion came up today. So that will be a hot topic. We'll get to that one soon. Um, practice it. It's your responsibility, according to this book I read that we'll talk more about, uh, to make sure that your boss knows what you're doing and the value of that. Um, uh, don't fall into traps of... Uh, of uh, being asked weird questions. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to answer. It's okay. Um, sometimes not answering is the best policy in those situations. Um, try not to waste time and uh, abide by expense policies. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of state the obvious yeah. there. Send us more in. That was fun. Yeah. All right. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to our active military and our veterans. And please stay tuned for our next episode of Cubicle Insanity.